I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. David and my name is Zach and we are the internet's premier Star Trek, Trek fan podcast Cast. coming at you today from parts unknown CD Alpha 5 actually CD Alpha 5 I was hoping you picked up on that that oh, was totally for you oh I loved it I loved it you know the joke about that by the way what's the joke <laughs> is that the joke so we're gonna jump right to the end right off the bat right mm-hmm. here so that planet ends up dying. So in this alternate universe, humanity's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I really enjoy that continuity. I have a whole continuity section later. Good. That's what they call me, the continuity kid. That's what they do call you, and uh, that's David, <clears throat> the continuity king. And here at the Star kid. Companion, DK is king of stars. You're the Star King. No, I'm the continuity kid. You're the continuity kid. What are you? Huh? <laughs> this is... <laughs> if you like our podcast, you can contribute on patreon.com slash companion. That's right. Um, We're on all major podcasting platforms. That's right. And if you like us so much that you want a sticker, that sticker to be exact, you can email us your address and any thoughts, concerns, um, questions. Not good at presenting. To... Vanna White really had a... The Star, the Star Companion at gmail.com. Did you say Lana White? Vanna White. Who's that? On uh, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, okay. You know, I was listening to the radio today. Congrats. And uh, I heard uh, Summertime by Sublime. Summer, Rem- summertime, yeah. Remixed by Lana Del Rey. That's the remix nobody asked for. Have you heard that? No, I haven't heard that. That's terrible. Anyways, that's a twenty. That's a twenty twenty reference for anybody listening in the future. That kind of sucks. Um, today's episode is Enterprise season three, episode eight. The name of this episode is Twilight. 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 Uh, Sardate, still unknown. Unknown. But after the last episode, for sure. Today's episode is about a 
alternate universe. It's an alternate, it's an alternate universe. It's an alternate timeline. Yeah, alternate timeline episode. Yeah. And I love these. I think they're great. This was, I think, listed as like in the top ten alternate timeline episodes of Star Trek. Oh yeah, it's great. It's it's a fantastic episode. Yeah, and it it the climax of the episode how it ends is is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Archer wakes up. My favorite part about the climax is when Dad throws Flocks down and like folds her in really weird on the on the floor. Flocks, Dad, uh, to Paul. Okay, <laughs> sorry. These alien names. I've. This is this is. I'm gonna let you behind the curtain here, uh, fellas and fans. This is our third episode in in one sitting, and for those of you that don't know, these may appear better as time <coughs> goes on. But to you, it's like whoa! Three days later, Zach's having a good time. <laughs> I've been drinking, and so I botched these alien games. <laughs> Pretty consistently. I think I said... You said dad folds her flocks up and... <laughs> he does fold her, dude. He folds to Paul up at yeah, the Yeah, but you at said the end. flocks. I know I said flocks. <laughs> it's to Paul. Okay. You know the, uh, the climax? You I want know. a box on air? <laughs> I figured that would be good in Arthur Shelby line, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Like slap box? Whatever, dude. The episode starts with <laughs> Captain... I'm just gonna go ahead, Captain Archer, uh, waking up in his quarters, and Enterprise is being attacked. Uh-oh. He runs out of his quarters. He says, "What the hell's going on?" And there's a security guard outside of his mm-hmm. outside of his quarters. He says, "I think you need to go back to your quarters." Captain's orders, and he says, "Captain," he says, "Yes, orders from the captain." And Archer just fucking decks him. Yep, this crazy little man <laughs> comes out of his quarters shirtless. Shirtless. With a water polo ball. Porthos hot on his heels. Porthos. And at this point, Archer looks out the window, and there's a Zindi ball, giant Zindi ball. Oh, no. And it destroys Earth. And there's a very audible squelch as the Earth gets destroyed. Very audible squelch. Which I thought was fucking stupid. Earth squelch. Squelching? Squelching. Squelching very, very, uh, like, bio type like you know scream. oh okay yeah, so it's, it's like, squelching <laughs> like a zerg a sound planet. from star star yeah. yeah 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 that's pretty good did you see that old dad's got that old dad hair old dad's an old silver fox with back pain yeah god damn it i'd let him be my dad you know back in my days to play water polo back on a little planet called earth because before it's blown up earth. see earth I was a water polo player back on Earth. Had a good old hound. His name was Portos, and his, he passed away a couple years ago. It was very sad. I feel like Dad's story arc here um, is what you want when, you, when you're when you old. Just nothing matters. You Me? know, you don't have to remember anything. You can just do whatever you want. Yeah, that is kind of what I want. I've always said that there's something romantic about being a senile old man. Like getting naked and walking to the park. There kind of is. Yeah. Taking a dip in the fountain. Eh, I'm senile. I'm old. Huh, I don't know any better. What are you going to do? do? Send me to jail? I'm 80. Yeah. But, but, you, but do, yeah, you, you totally do. Know do. Better. So you yeah. think dad was, was faking? Maybe. Wow. That's a hot take. <laughs> and for the hot takes, that's why you come to the Star Companion. If you enjoyed that one, you can send us an email at thestarcompanion at gmail.com. You sure can. Dad in this alternate universe 
in the future is living with T'Pol. Sit down, Jonathan. <laughs> Sit down, Jonathan. I have a memory to recount for you for the 20 millionth time. How do you feel? <laughs> like a shuttle pod? Would you like some cantaloupe? Lay it on your head? Would you like some cantaloupe? Cantaloupe? I would like some cantaloupe. What happened? Sad dad is super sad. He is. Old dad's got debt. Old, Old dad, dad hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's true. You want a little anecdote about his haircut? I don't know if you noticed this. Yeah. So his hair, right, looks a little weird beyond just being gray. Yeah. Wasn't the haircut a little, a little different? It was a bit longer. So that was actually an extra Ambassador Saval wig. <laughs> And so the implication... Was it really? Yeah. The implication is that T'Pol was cutting his hair, which is why it looked a little Vulcan. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That level of detail is cool. Yeah. No, I like totally. that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it did look a little weird, didn't it? No, it totally did. It's interesting. Yeah. My second watch has been an interesting ride. <laughs> <laughs> Dad finds out that... Uh, Meanwhile... Meanwhile, Dad finds out that this is all a result of his long-term memory being gone. Can't you see that it's gone? Can't you see? I'm setting up plot here. Wow. This is all a result of a... They went through an anomaly spatial back in the day. Anomaly. Spatial anomaly. And the spatial anomaly implanted <clears throat> some inter-spatial, inter not in space, but no, spatial it, as in time. Interspatial, like, yeah, quantum quantum parasites into dad's brain and as such into his hippocampus and as such he's not able to form long-term memories beyond that moment true which i think um honestly is such an excellent plot device yeah and just the idea of getting a quantum bug so okay i'm gonna jump to the end Mm -hmm. um of my review here yeah this is a classic example of taking a a used and told idea. Mm-hmm. You know, this is basically Back to the Future. Yeah. To some extent. Mm-hmm. But told organically and originally, and, and it feels real and new, mm-hmm. even though, like, okay, sure, you eradicate the shit and everything goes back to normal. Yeah. But it felt, it was, it was. There's a modern take on it. It's I read a, a really awful book that was derivative, mm-hmm. and this this episode is derivative and yet original and engaging. Yeah. And so if done properly, you can be derivative. Oh, totally. You yeah. know, and I'm I'm fine with some quantum timey-wimey nonsense yeah. if it's done right. Well, and it, it's uh, – they add, they add like basis for it. You know, mm-hmm. they say that there's an interspatial parasite. Yeah. That makes sense. It does actually, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Out in out in the Delphic Expanse, there's some weird shit going on. There's parasites that live in between timelines. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, at the quantum level, yeah. Because I mean, time's the fourth dimension, and time is man-made, so time mm-hmm. may not actually work in space. Right. Therefore, you can have something that doesn't adhere to the same level of time, mm-hmm. and so it could. If you caught it, I guess in your brain, it could fuck with your shit. Who knows? Yeah. You know, I mean, this is actually plausible from like a physics standpoint. Totally. Yeah. And that's why I like this episode a lot as as much as I'm about to tear it up. Did you know that they just killed Travis <laughs> for no fucking reason? 
Oh, Travis. And they keep going on. In this timeline, Travis has died. Travis died unceremoniously. <laughs> it was savage. Um, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I guess to, to back backtrack a little bit, Dad wakes up in the future and he says, what the hell's going on? Ball's out making a breakfast. She says, sit down, Jonathan. I'm going to tell you a story. A story that I've told you about 20 million times at this point. She says, you know, back in the day, you went through this spatial anomaly, and uh, you got a parasite in your brain, right? And due to this parasite in the brain... I told you to leave, but now I'm guilty because you stayed to help me survive. Yeah. uh, Due to this parasite in your brain, it all started with our daily briefings. What? Right? At your daily briefings, you are at our daily briefings. You kept bringing up shit from like a week ago, yeah. guys. Guys, I came up with an idea for the antimatter anim- inducers. Yep, you've heard this before. And I saw it on your notes. No, I know. Yeah, I saw you looking. And Dad says, "I came up with this a week ago." What? Yeah, actually, what? <laughs> and he says, "Well, looks like I'm just wait- wasting time here. Guess I'll just go back to my quarters and." Watch the new water polo match. The joke being, <laughs> yeah, water polo match sex from a month ago, and he's seen it like ten times. That was a good joke, dude. Thank you. Wow. After this, what do they call you, <laughs> Jokey Dave? Jokey Dave. <laughs> Shortly after this, the Zindi get into a battle with Enterprise. Yep, and there's a sincere lack of grenade use. There is. Mayweather dies. Mm-hmm. Completely. Mm-hmm. Unceremoniously, and as a result of this battle, the nacelle for Enterprise is is damaged. Shit, which means Enterprise can't go more than one point seven warp. They take some warriors though, right? They do. I mean, uh, prisoners of war. They do. Yeah, and then what does Strip say? Space them, Dad. Sp- space them, Dad. We gotta space them. Space them, Dad. Which I think is a great, uh, <laughs> great way to kill people. I love how that's uh, I love how that's the name for eject- ejecting people out the airlock. Yeah, man. Just spacing them. Just space them. Yeah. <coughs> Just space them. Um, you know, since Dad got sick, this mission's been one wrong turn after another. <laughs> it really has. To Paul has been given command of of. Uh, yeah, she got a field commission to be captain. To be, enter- the captain of Enterprise. Dad has been stripped of his command. Relegated to his quarters. 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 And uh, in this battle, da- Dad may have lost his his ability. His Dad, abil- Dad. Dad has, has, may have lost his ability to remember things, but he still hasn't lost his ability to beat a reptilioid to death with his coveted Starfleet Hell. trophy. Yeah, son. Dad beats the shit out of that reptilioid. That, that trophy, by the way, if I uh, have this written down correctly... Um. Oh God, damn it! It's and well, it's it's a statue of Cochrane that Got he beats it. him to death with. At the end of this battle, Flock says thirteen dead, twenty two critically injured. But did you see Dad beat the shit out of that guy <laughs> yeah. with his fucking trophy? Dope. <laughs> what, he, what's the line from Anchorman? Brick killed the guy. Brick killed the guy. Yeah, I saw that. Should probably lay low, Brick. The Zindi even took out the Vega colony, bro. They did, yeah. 
After this battle, the Zindi go on a tear. They destroy Earth. They destroy Alpha Centauri. They they destroy if, Vega. If I may, go for it. I think it. I think it sounds like this. Squelch! 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 Bunch of unnecessary squelches. You know this this weapon. It's a. Uh, it's very reminiscent of something. I'm not quite Elaborate. putting it together. Elaborate. It's like a. It's like a big. A big spherical, like, planet killer. Like a star of death? doom. Yeah, doom. Do death is better. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, okay. No, that's no, I liked doom, like a doom star. Like a doom star, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Interesting. Why does, why does everyone go to that? That's a good point. Why, like, you know, a, <clears throat> like a... Like uh, a... Like a planet killer base. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that. Why can't it just be like we're gonna inflict like a you know you got three seconds and this pathogen is gonna make you turn into a Cronenberg, <laughs> you know like nice. you're going to die. Yeah, in three seconds. But it's instead, it's like you know what you know what? Killer. we're gonna shoot a laser into the core, and it's gonna like fuck up a bunch overload of shit. the volcanoes <laughs> and split that shit into like a billion pieces because that's dope. That is that is a, such an overused science fiction <laughs> trope, isn't it? It is. Lava's gonna come pouring out of the every volcano on the planet, and it is just gonna destroy every living thing within an inch of its life. It's gonna go whopping and a whooping. At this point, Dad gets transported back to the present, which is the present in the alternate timeline. And Dad asks, how many of us are left? And Paul says, less than 6,000. And Dad goes, no! And he runs outside, and he's in a shanty village. And it looked like a... And he says, what... District 9. It did. He says, what, what planet are we on? She says... What does she on, say, David? She says, we're on CD Alpha 5. She didn't say it like that. Well, she says we're on the fifth planet in the city alpha system. What does that make you think of, though? Well, how would you say that? Well, but at is this is a setup to something you were trying to say. It is because Dad at this point asks, "This is CD Alpha Five? <laughs> that was subtle and nice. This is CT Alpha Five. I love the fact that they settled on City Alpha Five. Me too. Yeah, such a smart play. It is. Yeah, and. There's a there's a multi-layeredness to that, right? Because it's not only saying that it's not only a callback to TOS, Rathacon. Uh, I think there's another there's a TNG or a, or a Voyager episode that goes to Seed Alpha Five, but it also implies that humanity is doomed regardless. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Oh no, totally. Yeah, um, Rathacon. TOS yeah. Space Seed, which is the Botany Bay <coughs> episode. Mm-hmm. That's where he maroons uh, Khan. Looks like it's in Zero Hour, too. Um, yeah, well, it's like the alternate. Shran shows up at the end of the Zindi arc. And Shran shows up in this episode, too, albeit through a well, through, illusion. Yeah. yeah. But so, but the, that in, in the real story mm-hmm. is different, which is fun. It is, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Cool. Um, but I, I like that. I just love that implication that, like, you know, there's, there's this. Even in a different timeline, humanity still ends up on CD Alpha Five. Like, there's, there's no, some like weird, yeah, 
weird kind of cosmic draw f- between humanity and CD, CD Alpha, Alpha 5. 5. yeah. Which Trip later refers to as a borderline Minshara-class planet. Which it is. Which that in and of itself is good writing because it mm-hmm. was borderline Minshara-class and it ends up being far from it. <laughs> Certainly. Especially when that the the orbit has moved a little bit. Um, so Paul says, uh, "At this point, you really think you are the victim of some elaborate deception, but you're not. In but fact, not. let me tell you, I know all about old Margaret Mullen. I'm glad you put that down. And I bet she was blonde. Yeah. How'd you know that? How much money you want to bet that Margaret Mullen was blonde?" Of course she was blonde. Yeah, fuck yeah, she was blonde. Dad wants blonde kids. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so Archer at this point questions his relationship with with T'Pol. He says, well, our relationship used to be captain and sub-commander. And she says, that's true. And he says, but exactly how much has our relationship evolved? And T'Pol says, anal. Yeah, wow. And footstuff. I don't remember that. She says footstuff, too. She says footstuff? Footstuff. Wow, that's weird. That well, kind of reminds me. It. That kind of reminds. Oh, go ahead. It's more of an implication. That kind of reminds me of a an episode about like uh, just a bunch of cum jokes between like ten and twenty six on season one. It just it's gets called bigger. Voxala. It just gets bigger every time. We had a good time that one. You said fifteen to twenty one. I know what I said so. last time. I did that on purpose. Um. <laughs> I, if you want a really good episode, I think it's Star Trek Picard, season, uh, episode four. <laughs> yeah. Where we just start talking about, like, Borg fantasies. It's worth going back to. No, it's it's gentrified Borg there it is. hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, and they're <laughs> modern. <laughs> I haven't it's... laughed that, that much in a long time. <laughs> Me too. That was good stuff. I haven't laughed that much since, uh, since India. Huh? We laughed at that guy. Someone watches. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! If you want to know the story, send us an email at thestarcommitment@gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> so Dad's trying to make sense of all this, and at this point, Doctor Flock shows up and he says, "Captain, I've got a cure for your parasites. I'm gonna fix that motherfucking brain, son." <laughs> <laughs> It's time. It's been a decade. And the ways I'm going to do it, right, <laughs> is we get back up on the Enterprise. We need a warp drive, son, to fix that motherfucker. Let me tell you, you beyond repair. In fact. Except for me. Enterprise be patrolling this sector. It's here now. And we're going to head back up there. Uh-huh. And they heads back up there. And once, <laughs> once they get there... Cap- uh, Captain, former Captain Archer, is greeted by now acting Captain Tucker. Tucker, and then bullshit ass Reed's goatee. And Tucker says, "That shit was repressive." You got a few people want to meet you. Of course, uh, not that one black guy that used to be on Enterprise. Travis He's dead. dead. <laughs> Reed's got a goatee. Uh, you can see that it was glued on. And you can see they sunk his eyes a little bit more than usual. So stupid. Everyone else was like, okay, but Reed looked like shit. <laughs> yeah, he really did. Well, and his voice inflection, too. Like, he was really trying to sell that. Like, I, I'm older now. I don't know why he has a country accent now. Um, 
Then they put dad into an iron lung and space ray his brain. <laughs> <laughs> they space rayed this shit out of that brain and that iron lung, man. They put him in an iron lung. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what that looked like. <laughs> him in an iron lung and during this time <laughs> Flux kind of asks about the nature of their relationship he, he Flux ever the matchmaker he says what's going on what's what? going on here what's going on between you guys Paul says I don't know what you're talking about he says obviously there's an attraction here but perhaps things will be different are you trying to get another wife? What's going on here? Like, he's, he seems like he's trying to move in on this fucking shit. I, I think he just gets fucking hard off of hugging people up. Uh, I also think he's got three dicks. <laughs> fucking iron lung. He does have a bifurcated dick. That's This has been proven in a previous episode. And I don't remember what episode it is, but he either has mm. a bifurcated dick or his dick is... Spinny like it like a pig's tail. Spinny. Spinny. <laughs> Noted. Great. We're doing good. <laughs> Fucking iron lung. They put dad in an iron lung and space ray his brain. As this is happening, shit starts going down. The the Zindi somehow find a way to get back into get into this quadrant. Through some filthy sewed up faced alien. Some pig face alien, and Tucker says, "We can't, we can't afford to be doing these experiments anymore. We got to fight these Zindi." And the Zindi, so everybody agrees, and they start attacking the Zindi. And once the Zindi start attacking the Enterprise, it's proven that the the shields are more effective this time. What? And this is all thanks to a little little person known as General Shran. I like that guy. Let me tell you something about Jeffrey Combs. Shran the man. Shran the man. Admiral Shran. General Shran. <laughs> I love Shran. <laughs> He's a blue-faced little motherfucker, and I like him. Is he good for you? He's good for me. Um, Have you been wondering where Shran is? Where's Shran? Where is he? What's this he whole doing? time. What's he doing? He's obviously offering favors. Let me tell you something. Where, where's the Where's the autobiography of Shran? The man. The man. The non-pink skin. Where is he? <laughs> he shows up a lot in the fourth season. Um, Zindi start whopping and a whooping their way through the CD Alpha system. A whopping and a whooping. There's some cold-blooded mamajamas, man. And uh, I like how, as as the reptilioids board Enterprise and they blow the bridge off of I like Enterprise. It too. Tucker and, and the whole uh the whole bridge crew is fucking decimated. And I like how all forward scientific and tactical advancements have stopped since dad has been cap has not been captain. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Dad's mm-hmm. captain now all of a sudden they got the the Moads. Mm-hmm. Makos, sorry. They got the Makos on board. I'm not good at abbreviations. Yeah, yeah. And you're was, not down with the abreves, dude? I'm not. And uh Dad ends up saying, Let's let's redirect this power towards me. They they head off into the engine room and there's a fight, there's a struggle. Flox is taken out, T'Pol's taken out, 
dad miraculously withstands four shots from his indie rifle uh-huh. and and says if we can decimate these parasites we can get the timeline back on time i know i don't remember anything but can't we fix this with a subspace implosion we'll kill we'll kill me with it, a subspace implosion and my parasites on some timey-wimey fucking quantum bullshit yeah and his dad of course that'll his work dad proven right zach that is proven right. What happens? Hey, David, you know what? Yeah? You'd make a wonderful nurse. You know what else you'd make a wonderful? Let me tell you something. French maid? Yeah. <laughs> this was such a good episode. Yeah. And it quite literally ends with Dad going, To Paul, can you give me another pillow? Fix my pillows? Will you, to Paul, will you, will you turn down the lights? And she's exasperated. And we have this 45 minutes of great fucking science fiction in Star Trek. And he goes, hey, Star T'Pol, Trek's- you know, you'd, you'd make a wonderful nurse. <laughs> really? That was the sign-off line? I love you, T'Pol. God damn it. But it ain't never going to work in this timeline. God damn it. Maybe it'll work with a different white man from this ship. Maybe. One with a draw that's kind of like this and likes being in the bayou. And a dead sister. With a dead sister. Uh, let's see if I have any extra notes here. Uh, this was supposed to be a story with uh, Janeway and Chakotay, and it like kind of was, but not fully. Uh, people were upset about the reset button on this one, but fuck them. I think it works out. The reset button. Archer killing himself. Yeah, and it goes back to normal. I think it's compelling. I think it's compelling and concise and actually enjoyable. And now I agree. Now let's get to the real meat of this. Mm-hmm. A scene with an aged Porthos was shot for the future sequences but didn't make it into the final show. Oh, God. I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> um, and then uh, in the present scenes, the scene was cut it at movie night where Archer told to Paul about Porthos being stressed and that he might benefit from neuropressure. <laughs> Mother of God. And I, I told you about Archer's trimmed hair. Yep. Um, you got the Wrath of Khan continuity. Yep. Uh, yeah. Advancements, technical advancements from Shran. Um he, the object Archer uses to fatally stab that reptilian soldier was Ephraim Cochran's statue. Yes, sir. Um, which is the same statue described by Jordy in First Contact. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. There you go. Yeah. Good episode. Great fucking episode. Awesome I, episode. I, I fully enjoyed it. It's been, last two episodes have been a duo of really good episodes. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long road getting to here, but like now that we're from like there to here, it, it feels like. We're hitting our stride. I've got some like real faith of the heart in this, in this series. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. You know, cause like I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got faith. I've got faith. Um, this has been the Star Companion. I've got. I've you can got, send us I've an got, email at thestarcompanion at gmail dot com. If you like it so much, you can send us a dollar or more at patreon dot com slash thestarcompanion. We're on all major podcasting platforms. Send a like and a subscribe, and we'll give you one of these dope motherfucking stickers. One of and, these, uh, yeah, one of those that David's showing up. He has a, he has a better command of the camera. I I don't. Um, 
and uh, face made for camera. Yeah. Th- thanks for listening. And yeah, David has a face, a face made for camera. That's what I've always. Oh.